0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And
4: this is Calvary Live, and I want to welcome you to today's program. I'm your host for the next hour, My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you heard, the number to call in and be a part of the show is 303 690 3000. We have open lines. So grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God for clarity and understanding and would love to be able to do that for you. So 303-690-3000. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming, as well as those of you who are listening on Hope FM on the East Coast. And then I want to welcome once again our new friends that are listening. Truth FM in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee would love to hear from you guys. Love to to have you call in, be a part of the show. Uh, anywhere in the country, that number works: three zero three six nine zero three thousand and grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God together. Let's pray together uh, as you call in and give prayer requests. So looking forward to what the Lord has for us today. There is a text line for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. That number is 720 336 0897. So text in a question, and we will go to the text line as time permits us. Or if you got a prayer request, and one of the things that I have done in my uh, phone uh, is I have put in the contacts that number to be able to text in Calvary Live 7203360897. It's just very convenient. be able to do that so looking forward to what the lord has for us as uh we find ourselves uh nearing february and i don't know about you but um this time of the year uh, i look outside and it's kind of cold there's snow on the ground it's very cold here in colorado and it's gray and it can be a little bit uh, disheartening a little bit discouraging we're all waiting for spring to come which is still a little ways away And, um, you know, a lot of us have been struggling with colds. If you uh, sense that my voice is a little hoarse, it's because I'm fighting a cold, Uh, just like many of you are. The flu has hit uh, the whole country uh, very, very hard. And so uh, we want to pray for those who are feeling sick. I know that so many in our own congregation have been hit with flus and with colds this year and are suffering in that way, and perhaps you are as well. Uh, We want to lift you up in prayer. But I want to read to you from Psalm 18. This section of Psalm 18, starting in verse 28, kind of just lifts me up uh, and uh, just encourages me. um, And uh, as I read it, David uh, writes Psalm uh, 18, of course, inspired by the Spirit of God. And he says, "'For you, Lord, will light my lamp.'" The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is the shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on on my high places. And so, Lord, we do pray for those who are feeling sick and struggling with colds and flus and just maybe feeling down because of the season. It's gray outside. We're waiting for warmth to come and green to show up, at least here in Colorado and probably also those on the East Coast. But, Lord, I do pray that you would lighten our hearts and, Lord, that you would be the one that strengthens us, bring healing to us, and lord that our souls would be just lifted up right now those souls right now that feel downcast and cold and and a little bit barren uh, i pray that this show would just minister everyone as we go to you and it's in jesus name that we pray amen 3036903000 we have open lines let's go to d in denver d hello yes
1: hi
4: how are you today
1: well i'm good how are you doing? Good.
4: I'm doing good. What can we do for you?
1: Uh, I did have a question. I was talking to a a friend of mine um, regarding witnessing, and we got into the discussion about homosexuality and Uh was wondering if there is any scripture at all uh, regarding whether or not we can have them as consistent friends in our lives and you know, just be involved with them and hang out with them and do things with them, and, you know, at the same time we're witnessing, but is is that okay, or is there a scripture that uh, talks about how we shouldn't, you know, hang out with them and have them as friends in our lives, close friends?
4: And it is a good question, because I think it extends not only to those um, with homosexuality, sometimes uh, that sin gets singled out. Well, what about the person who Maybe involved in un- some kind of other sexual sin? What about somebody who's involved um, in those sins that are listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter 6? And we mm-hmm. know that, you know, Paul would write about don't eat with such um, in the scriptures. <clears throat> but when you ate with somebody, it-, it was fellowship, it was a closeness that uh, was. Um, being determined there. You're uh, one, as you ate together and stuff. I think it's really important for us as Christians, as we are dealing with uh, perhaps those that we know, co-workers, friends and stuff that are involved in sin, that we are that witness primarily, that we are a light to them. And, and we need to be that. We need to be a voice of truth. We need to be uh, a light to them. We need to be praying for them. So that's first and foremost the that we are that in their lives. I think where the problem can come into is when Christians try to just dismiss it and it's okay and you're the way that you are and you know God loves you the way you are without really bringing the gospel message to them, without bringing the message of repentance to them that God loves them. We don't have to be judgmental and condemning and all of that. Um, I remember hearing powerful testimony of somebody who came out of homosexuality and they said for a long time they rejected christianity because it was the law the law the law and god hates you and god's going to condemn you and there was no grace in it there was no message of grace and we know that it is a sin it is along with other sins fornication adultery drunkenness you know idolatry those are sins as well so we want to make sure that we are in people's lives that we are giving them truth that we are we are given them um, a message of hope, Jesus Christ, and and that the Lord desires for them to turn to Him, uh, to receive Him, to be forgiven for our sins. But if we just go along and, you know, hey, um, and we're not willing to do that, and we're just going to sweep everything under the rug, I think there's a problem that's there. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Does okay, that make well, sense? Yes, that does, and, and uh, I totally agree with what you
4: just said, and is there any you, scriptures I can reference? Um, boy, you know, I think I think a good good reference for you would be First Corinthians, and this is mm-hmm. why I tell you when you get into First Corinthians, chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven, those chapters that are in there, because Paul is dealing with what in, in, to the church at Corinth. He's dealing with a very carnal mm-hmm. church. And, and, and um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, here's the interesting thing. Let me read it to you, and you probably know these verses. He talks about, "'Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God.'" He's talking about not those who commit those sins, but those who habitually, continually are living in those sins with no conviction is when you look at it. But then he goes, and such were some of you, but you were washed and you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. He's saying that, you know, you received the gospel, you come out of that. So as you are reading those those things, Paul here is, is bringing... Uh, attention to it. Also, a good epistle for you to read would be Paul's letter to Timothy, First uh, Timothy. He talks about some of those things as well, and I think you'll be able to pull out those scriptures that will apply to you what the Lord is putting on your heart and um, being able to sort all those things out, because there's those scriptures in there, don't eat with such sinners. Well, again, understand what it is saying. It is saying that, you know, having a oneness Um, you know, showing approval for their sin, just dismissing it and things like that. When we want to say, hey, the Lord loves you and to give that message of love and hope. You know, one of the things that I said to our congregation, homosexuals are welcome here. They are, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're going to be called to repent. You know, those with the sin of idolatry or fornication and adultery, they can come here but we're going to call Mm -hmm. them to repentance and to turn to Jesus, and that's what the Church is to be about.
1: Okay, that's great. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate you taking my call.
4: You bet, Dee. So appreciate your call. Good question, because that's on the heart of a lot of people today. You know, Mm -hmm. how do we minister? And um, here's one of the things that in Mark's Gospel, it says that the common people heard Jesus gladly. Um, who was it that had a hard time with Jesus? It was the religious leaders, right? <laughs> you know <of> <laughs> that that looked down on the people, that showed contempt for the people. And, and listen, I hope nobody's listening is saying that we need to compromise the message. We do not compromise the truth at all. We are to right. give that truth, but we right. are to love others, and um, and we are to love people enough to give that truth to them.
1: Okay, great. All right, thank you so Thanks, much,
4: Steve. You bet. God bless you. you. All right. When somebody hangs up, that means there's an open line 303 690 3000. So grab one of those open lines and uh, we're on our way to a great show. Let's go to Angela in New Jersey. Angela? Angela in New Jersey? Uh, we must have lost her uh, Angela had a question on purgatory, and I get asked that it 's kind of amazing how i 've been asked that a few times um, about purgatory and um, I grew up in the Catholic Church, I heard about purgatory Purgatory is not scriptural it 's not a real place it 's was made up by the Catholic Church uh, the bible 's very clear that it 's a point at once for man to die then the judgment, according to the book of Hebrews. And there's a heaven, and there's going to be um, a final place called um, outer darkness or the lake of fire. We call it hell. Um, But those are the two places where people go. And those who do not have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will go to that place uh, separated from God of the lake of fire. And those who have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior will go to heaven. There is no purgatory. And uh, the question is asked, is it a good place or a bad place? It it is not a place at all. And um, I I know that sometimes people hear that and they get very disappointed, but it's a doctrine that it really is deceiving. And um, the doctrine of, you know, somebody who goes there and then if they receive enough prayer over time they can go to heaven. No, there is there isn't a purgatory. So, Angela, if you're listening to us, love to be able to talk with you. Give us a call back. Let's go to Ashley in Westminster.
5: Hi. Ashley, I had called you, you a couple weeks ago for a prayer request. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but my mom had back surgery, and then she yes. found lesions in her jaw, and then she had, had to have hip surgery. Well, God is good. I just want to just, Praise the Lord for the good things He does because her back's perfect now, her hips done, and and it was cancer-free. So
4: great, I just thank
5: you for your prayers, and you guys are amazing.
4: Well, you know the Lord is amazing, and and we're here here. And I remember I asked you, Ashley, to call back and let us know, you know, the update. And I appreciate you doing that. So, Father. Uh, this prayer request of Ashley, Lord, you've been so merciful and gracious and bring in uh, healing, bring in um, answers to uh, her mom. And I just pray that you continue to make her strong, that you would bless her in every way, that, that uh, Lord, that Ashley would be able to continue to minister to her and how she's called to. We praise you because you are merciful and good, And um, your grace, uh, Lord, uh, I think about how Hebrews tells us that we can come to your throne of grace in time of need. And so I thank you for uh, doing this work on behalf of Ashley's mom. Uh, Just continue to bring healing to her and strength to her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
5: Thank you guys so much.
4: Hey, you bet. You bet. Ashley, thanks for calling back and giving us an update on that. You have a great
5: day. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too
4: you to 303-690-3000. We got open lines right now. Love for you to be able to call in, and let's go to the Word of God together, and um, let's look to His truth. Let's go to the Lord together, to the throne of grace in time of need. As you have prayer requests, I'm sure that those of you who are out there, that you got prayer needs. So uh, give us a call. Love to hear from you guys, um, on the East Coast as well. I uh, love, still waiting to hear uh, the, from somebody from Truth FM. Uh, still waiting for my first call as they've been added to Calvary Live in Kentucky and North Carolina and Tennessee. So good to hear you, uh, you know, that you're able to join us. We'd love to be able to hear you. So give us a call, just trying to kind of um, provoke for good works, as the Scripture says, as we are to do. Uh, we have a text line as well, it's seven two zero three three six. 897 eight nine seven. Let's go to a text question as we're waiting for the phone lines uh, to ring once again. But somebody was asking a very good question about uh, what does James chapter two verse twenty four mean, and that's a very important question because people get confused about uh, James, that book in the back of the New Testament, which is called the book of practical Christianity, because James, you know, talks a lot about how we are to live what. Uh, It means to live for the Lord, and uh, it's so important, the things that are said in James. But in chapter 2, there can be a lot of confusion with Christians. Uh, They think that uh, chapter 2 is uh, very much in conflict with what Paul writes in his epistles, that we're saved by grace alone and not by works. And I'm going to read part of it in verse 22 to verse 24. Do you see that faith was working together? Uh, concerning Abraham. As Abraham, our father, uh, was justified by works when he offered Isaac on the son of the altar. But as the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. And you see then, verse 24, the question here in the text, that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Here's the thing that you got to remember about James. James and Paul has the same conclusion but they are coming at it at a different angle. Uh, here in chapter two, that James says that faith without works is dead. Um, he is emphasizing the evidence of faith in our lives. That's what he was doing with Abraham there, in those verses. And uh, we know that um, that uh, when we have faith, it's a living faith. It's not a dead faith. It's a living faith. And there's going to be fruit. Um, Jesus said, as you abide in me, I will produce fruit, fruit that will remain. It's going to be evident. The greatest evidence is love. So that's what he's coming from. Faith uh, without works is dead. In other words, uh, James goes on to say um, that, um, I will, as he says, show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. So there's going to be evidence in uh, how we live, how we respond to the Lord, our devotion to the Lord. Paul comes at it the priority of faith, um, that faith uh, in Jesus Christ is what saves us. That if we try to trust in the works, then what will happen is is that um, you know those those works uh, do not bring. Salvation to us because Jesus cried from the cross. It is finished. We just went over Hebrews chapter four uh, that talks about the the rest in the Lord. That Jesus finished the work on the cross, and we are to trust in what He did, the sufficiency of Him going to the cross, rising from the grave, and now we come in faith. And we don't add to that; we rest in that. So, good question. Um, remember this: that uh, James talks about. The evidence of faith in our lives. Paul emphasizes the priority of faith in our lives. They come to the same conclusion, but coming at a, at a different angle. Well, let's go back to our phone lines again. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Mike and Fort Collins. Mike? Mike and Fort Collins. All right. He asked the question, Mike, if you get a chance to call back, uh, you're asking, where does the Bible come from? Um, there's kind of a long answer to that. Uh, uh, the Old Testament, of course, came first, um, and, uh, and then the New Testament was compiled together. Um, and so um, that's where the Bible comes from. And there was guidelines as uh, church leaders met uh, in the early church to put the New Testament together. So that's where it comes from. Let's go to Laverne in Fort Collins. Laverne.
1: Hello. Hi. Is this
4: Laverne? How are you, Laverne?
5: Oh, I'm great. How about you?
4: I'm doing good.
5: Thanks for calling. I have just a prayer request regarding a church member who's fighting an aggressive form of brain cancer and he's been having radiation plus the chemo pills that they have to take. And he's getting pretty burnt out with this radiation. And they keep telling them, well, one more week, and then one more week, and they keep on yeah. adding what it, it seems. So if, if you could just pray to ask the Lord that maybe this week yeah. would be the last week, because he's really absolutely. getting worn down. Yeah.
4: yeah, absolutely. And Father, we just pray. Laverne has a church member. Um, our brothers and sisters in the Lord are so, so precious. And I just pray for, first of all, healing for this member. He has an aggressive form of brain cancer. He's going through treatments. And I just pray that you would um, uh, bring healing, that they'd be able to finish up uh, the radiation uh, this week, that he, his body would be able to recover because it takes such a toll. We pray for strength um, not only on this individual, but in the inner man. Um, just encourage them. Um, just as we started the, the, the program today about how we need to be encouraged when our, uh, not only our bodies are broken, but then our souls get cast down. And I just pray that you would lift both up, that you would show yourself strong um, on behalf of this member uh, that is very dear, obviously, to the saints of this church and to Laverne. We pray for your touch upon them and bless them. And um, that they would be able to finish up uh, that um, radiation and and be able to be um, able to have their body heal and we just pray for total healing, Lord, because you're the one that is the great physician, and we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen.
5: Thank you, thank you so much.
4: You bet, Laverne. God bless you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. And we'd love to be able to pray uh, with you and for you. we uh, love to be able to answer your questions. Uh, we have some open lines. And uh, so give us a call. Let's go to line one to Eric in Denver. Hello. Eric, how are you? Yes, good. Yourself? Hey. Good. Doing good. What can we do for you today?
6: Well, my question is about this church of God. Uh... I guess they're on Holly Street, but they approached me mm-hmm. in a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and so it came up with this, that I know that Jesus has already returned twice or something. And yeah. so I said, well, where is that in Scripture? And it came mm-hmm. up with some Matthew 4 or something, whatever it was I read it, and it showed said nothing about him coming back twice like that. And then I kind of was wondering, um, what do you guys heard about
4: these? We've heard a lot about them. Um, they're very aggressive. You're talking to somebody from the World Mission Society Church of God, and they're a cult uh, out of South Korea, and they are very aggressive. Uh, what they do is uh, they'll hit you up and come talk to you when you're in the grocery store, when you're in Starbucks, when you're at, um, uh, Walmart, wherever it might be. The thing is I've had so many people run into them. I've never run into them. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe well, it's because I'm not in Walmart very often and my wife won't let me go to the grocery store cause I buy things I shouldn't. But, um, well, but no, seriously, they are a cult. Uh, they will come. They're very aggressive and what they, uh, did they talk to you about believing in not only God, the father, but God, the mother,
6: um, well, they believe. he didn't get a chance to because when I when he told me <laughs> that about Jesus being here so many times, I said, "Well, where is that at?" And he at first he couldn't answer, and then he came back to me a few minutes later while I was in line and said, "Look here." And when yeah. I read it, I told him, and "I said, well, this because I have it on my, the Bible on my phone." I said, right. "Well, this says that everybody will know when he comes back. How come you only you guys knew?"
4: yeah 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 yeah. there are those that that's that's a no-brainer you know when people say well he already came or he came in secret jesus made it so clear in all of it discourse that when he comes back that every eye will see him it'll be like lightning flashing from the east to the west it'll be no mistake he's not going to come in secret and but they are a cult um that that Believe in not only God the Father but God the Mother, the Heavenly Mother. They misinterpret Scripture. They they'll read to you Revelation twenty one two, when it talks about the New Jerusalem um, as beautifully adorned bride. They say, "See, that's the Mother God." Um, those verses of um, you know they take completely out of context. Um, they also believe that you have to be baptized in the name of Jehovah, Jesus, and their leader who started this cult. Um, and, of course, we know that that's false. So uh, very legalistic. Um, they are a group of people to uh, stay away from and to warn people about. This is the World Mission Society Church of God. And okay, I, just, think,
6: yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, because I have three sons, and my youngest son went there once for a Bible study, and he came back and he said that this church was weird, I'm not going back. But I didn't know it was right. the same one.
4: Yeah. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, that, um, you know, the World Mission Society Church of God, they're very aggressive, so that's what they'll do.
6: Okay, I have a card right here real real quick, and it has scriptures on the back that says, like, one was Revelation 22, 22 17, that's what it said, the Spirit and the Bride say, come.
4: Yeah, yeah, and so what they'll two. say...
6: Yeah, okay. Yeah, what you just said this is this is them.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's them. That's them. Yeah, and they'll say there's a mother god and you have to believe in mother god and um so they 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 come up with all kinds of false teaching and weird teaching and uh you know it's a it's a teaching a heresy called modelism, and um you know different persons uh, uh different manifestations, you know, all this other weird stuff that goes on. So we know that the New Jerusalem, you know, it's talking about the New Jerusalem in chapters 21 and 22, that the Church is the bride of Christ. Right. And, um, so, anyhow.
6: Well, yeah, it's good so that you told me, because I can let pe- yeah. people know that I run into, because they, I think they base it on pe- talking to people that don't know enough.
4: Well, they do. And here, Here's the thing about the the cults, uh, Eric, and we're going to hear the music, and then we're going to take a break. but Okay. Um They try to, if you're not grounded in the Word of God, you're going to get deceived because they are very assured, very confident in what they are saying. And that's how the cults get people to join them. Um, They confuse people, and then they, they put in their false teaching, and they sound so sure about it. So, hey, appreciate it, Eric. Good question. All right, we'll be right back after the break. This is Calvary Live. Stay tuned.
0: welcome back to calvary live give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 let's join calvary live right now
4: i want to welcome you back to the second half of the program and my name is jeff figs i pastor calvary chapel greeley in northern colorado and would love to be able to answer your questions as we go to the word of god uh, to be able to pray with you and for you 303-690-3000. We have an open line. Plenty of time in the show for you to grab that open line and to be able to be on the show. I want to welcome all of you that are listening today. We do want to go to Darlene in Baltimore. Darlene?
5: Yes, hi
2: there. Hi. Uh, Thanks for taking my call.
4: You bet. How are you doing?
2: Um, Good, good. I was listening on the way home from uh, work, and I happened to hear your um, Justin calling in about the uh, gifts of the Spirit, Yes. Um, I just had a comment, because I go to a church, I go to a Pentecostal church, and we always manifest the of the spirits there, and I know uh-huh. it's real, I've seen it, um, people get messages, and, and it's all done in order, so I don't want him to get confused that all, tr- all churches are crazy, and,
1: <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> that Pentecostal you know, people I, are crazy, but I mean, you know, my, Darlene, I have, yes, uh-huh. Darlene,
4: I... I have Pentecostal friends that are Christians, so okay, they, and they're they're not Christ, they're not crazy, so but I think that <laughs> well a lot you, of people you know,
2: think that Pentecostal people are oh, they're, they're speaking in tongues and woo, you know, and it's all. But I have gotten the baptism. I call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and yeah. I do speak. I do it in the privacy of my home and 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 prayer with yeah. me because sometimes you don't know what to pray for, so the Spirit prays through you to God. And then at church, we do have um, interpretations. It's done in order where we have somebody will say something in tongues and then somebody will interpret it. So I know it's real, I I believe that it's real, because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, so he doesn't change his word, you know, and that's my comment on that.
4: (laughs) Right, and you know, Darlene, um, you guys are a week delay, and if I remember from last week, Justin, what he was asking... Uh, Is for the gifts for today. And so that kind of lift, kind of led us into the discussion. And um, I believe in the validity of the gifts. And uh, of course, Paul talks about, yeah, Paul talks about uh, the gifts being exercised in the corporate meeting. And just as you said, um, that there is, he does not forbid it to be used in a corporate meeting, but he does say in the chapter, let everything be done decently and in order. And then he says, if there is a tongue that is spoken, a, a word in tongues, then it's to be interpreted just as you said, in order to, you know, one at a time, two or three at the most. So, um, you know, there, here's the thing about um, uh, there are churches, that Pentecostal churches, that um, there's a, a lot of emphasis on the gifts of the Spirit and those being exercised in the meeting. And they are our brothers and sisters in the Lord, and they're not crazy um, they, the, you know, and yeah, they but, call he,
3: Holy <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but, but and and, I, and here's
4: here's the thing, Darlene. I I can't minister to everybody in Greeley, and there are those who really. That's you know why we have you know different churches, and um there it's like worship. There are some people that they they will go to a church. And they want the hymns, and that's where it really ministers mm-hmm. to them. And, you know, the older I get and the longer I minister, I appreciate the diversity that is in the body of Christ and the churches that are out there. And the Lord is working in those churches. And um, so uh, I just want you to be encouraged by that. And uh, Yeah, one I day... do.
2: I, I just think that it's like I was raised Catholic, and so when I first went into a Pentecostal church, it kind of scared me. And Oh, yeah. Then I tried churches that are quiet, and, and, and I, I feel like I'm not getting fed as much. I, I feel like I need um, more worship. I mean, our worship service is so amazing. I mean, we have like an hour of worshiping God, and uh-huh. the Holy Spirit comes down like, like you just know He's there. And a lot of churches you go to, you feel like you're rushed in and out. It's an hour long. Oh, we better get out of here, you know? <laughs> and we, our church, yeah. if the Holy Spirit is moving, we just let them move, you know? And yeah. and I, I guess I'm just trying to say is I, I try churches that are quiet and, and have quieter, and I appreciate them. I have some friends that go to a, a non-denominational church, and, and I've been to it. Um, I just felt like I wasn't getting fed as much. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, and I can't well, even
2: describe it. I... I well, I'm, so glad, much-
4: I'm glad you're being blessed, you know, the church you go to. And it's wonderful, um, like I said, the diversity uh, that we have in the body of Christ. So. Yes, yes. Thanks, Darlene. Amen. I'm, hey, Amen. I'm, Thank gl- you so much.
2: Thanks. You bet. All I'm right, glad bye-bye. you're listening.
4: I'm glad, you. Darlene, you're listening to Calvary Live and that you oh, I called it, in, yeah. so I appreciate <laughs> it. Good. All right. God bless you. Oh. All right, we have some open lines three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's the thing, is um, there's some really good churches, you know, in your community, um, you know, that um, there's a uh, perhaps, you know, the diversity of ministries uh, that take place, and, and it's it's good to have that, and it's good to, um, you know, appreciate the the body of Christ. Because I'm not going to minister to everybody here in Greeley. I'm not called to minister to everybody, but I, I appreciate the work of God and different ministries and churches that are taking place here. Well, let's go to Rhonda in Colorado Springs. Rhonda? Hi,
5: how are you?
4: <laughs> Good. How are you doing today?
5: <laughs> Good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just on a
3: prairie cross.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Um, so my husband is in school full-time, um, he's going to college, and, um, I just want to lift him up in prayer, um, he's, of course, going to school full-time, so he's not working, and, um, I work a part-time job, so we're kind of struggling financially right now, and he's kind of stressing, and well, I'm stressing about it, too, but, um, I just, um... I just feel led I, to ask for prayer for him. Um, he's
4: absolutely
5: just in like uh, midterms and I just like all this stuff. So it's just he's just feeling you. really stressed. So
4: yeah, I want can, I want
5: to pray for him.
4: Yeah, and you know I know um, some personally being here in Greeley, uh, big university that there are those who um, are married and they're going to school and you know. For dinner, they have ramen noodles. I mean, they're really on a a strict (laughs) budget. (laughs) And and you know what? God's going to get you through. And and it's midterms right now. I got a son who is in midterms. He's a senior, going to be graduating. I got a daughter who's in piano performance, and she's in her midterms. And I got another son. Yeah, another son that's taking college classes, and he's awesome. at Ames and going to CSU. So what that means for me is I have no money, so I'm eating <laughs> ramen noodles. <laughs> but so seriously, you know my pain. <laughs> I, I do. Father, I just pray for my sister Rhonda. Um, she has a husband that's going to school, and it's it's you know midterms right now. It's, it's uh, right before spring break, uh, February. Again, it can be a stressful time, and I just pray that you would continue to provide for them, that, that you would help her husband through the midterms and finish the semester strong, be able to get his degree. He's doing it so he can provide for his family, uh, for their future, and I pray that you would encourage him in that. But Lord, that they would know that your grace is sufficient, um, that, that you would just encourage them and help them to be patient, be with Rhonda, help her to minister to her husband, and just bless them. And as they sit down, and whatever it is, they have their bread um, in front of them, that they would give thanks and for what you're doing in their lives and your provision in every way, in Jesus' name,
5: amen. Amen. I have right, a quick Rhonda. question before I let you go.
4: Yes, absolutely.
5: Um, there was a gentleman earlier that you were talking to, and... and we were talking about the second coming of Jesus, and I've always asked my husband this, and he doesn't know how to answer it. So, the Bible says that everybody will see Jesus when He comes back, like everybody in the world. So, is is it, is He going to be like like human sized in the clouds? Like, what are we going to be seeing? I don't, I can't yeah. wrap my head around it, and I don't know. It doesn't. Is it specific yeah. in the Bible what it's going to look like? Well,
4: yeah, you and I aren't going to see that. No. When we talk okay. about Well, here's here's what I mean by that. When we talk about the return of the Lord, we're talking about two distinct events. Okay. There's the rapt, rapture of the church that's going to take place. As 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tells us in the twinkling of an eye. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18, you might want to read. There's going okay. to be a time where the Lord's going to descend And with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive will be caught up. It's the Greek word harpazo, where we get the Latin word rapturus, where we get our English word rapture. So there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to be taken um, uh, uh, alive. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. That's called the rapture of the church. That's when Jesus comes for his church.
5: Are we going to hear something audibly, like the trumpet? Are we are we going
4: to? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's going to happen in the the twinkling of an eye, which is the speed of so light. Fast. yeah. We wouldn't even, yeah. even
5: realize what
4: hit us, huh? But but you know, John in uh, Revelation chapter four, he hears a voice come up here, and then you have that heavenly scene in chapter four and five, which I believe chapter five shows us the church is there. Um, but there's the rapture of the church, and then after the rapture of the church, the tribulation period, that final seven-year period, right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the second coming of Jesus Christ told to us in Revelation chapter 19, that's when Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to come back in great power and glory. That's what's talking about in the Olivet Discourse, uh, when Jesus talks about that every eye shall see him, He's going to come back, the Son of Man in great power and glory, Luke chapter 21, uh, as well. That's where every eye will see him. Okay. And so that's the second coming. That's when he comes with his church, because Revelation chapter 19, you're going to see, uh, as you read that, that he comes back with his church, us, riding on white horses. Uh awesome. Jude says, yeah, Jude says he comes with ten thousands of his saints. So two distinct events, the rapture of the church when he comes for his church, and then the second coming of Jesus Christ when he comes with his church. And at that time, he'll touch down a Mount of Olives. Um, he will judge the nations. Uh, he will restore Israel, and he will establish his kingdom, and then we will enter into the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Wow. Sound good. All
5: right. Yes, uh, that sounds really awesome. Very
4: amazing. So, yeah, it is, Rhonda. And just always keep heaven before you, and you guys, you guys stay the course. Keep learning the scriptures, and we got an exciting future um, here. As, as your husband's going to school, it can be discouraging. Just he's going to get you to where he wants you to be. You're here for such a time as this and um, keep trusting in him, and then always keep in mind, heaven awaits us, and we got a wonderful future.
5: Thank you, Pastor. God bless you.
4: You bet, Rhonda. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to Bianca.
7: How are you doing?
4: I'm good, Bianca. How are you?
7: I'm good. I just want prayer for my family and Not just my family, but I know there are a lot of people with families that are just divided because some are walking with the Lord and others are not, and others are half and half. Yeah,
1: it's hard, isn't it? I really
7: wish that. All of us could walk with the Lord, but at least in my family, there are more people that are not walking with the Lord at all. But but just pray for unity in all the families, because I just don't like all this division going on. I
4: know. But, you know, Bianca, you know this, that Jesus taught on that. And in <laughs> Luke, chap- Luke chapter 12, um, and I'll just read it for the sake of our listeners, he says that, that five in one house will be divided, three against two and two against three. <laughs> father will be divided against son and son against father and mother against daughter and daughter against mother and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law <laughs> against her mother-in-law and he's saying that he brings division um and because you know our greatest um decision and our identities in Christ and it's hard though it's difficult because we hurt for family members and friends and people that we love that don't know the lord so i think that's a good prayer request and i want to encourage everybody out there that's listening keep praying for family members. Don't stop, okay? Keep praying for those who are linked to you in your life, co-workers, friends, neighbors, whoever. Keep praying for them that the Lord will open their eyes and that the Lord will soften their hearts and they'll come to salvation. So, Lord, it is hard. Bianca has expressed, you know, a lot of her family doesn't know you, and there is a division that's there. We still love our family members and others that are linked to us in our lives, But, Lord, um, there is a separation that's there spiritually. Um, And, Lord, I know it's in my own family. So we who are listening right now just pray up our family members to you. We lift them up to you that you would soften their hearts, take the blindness away that Satan has put on, that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that you would help us to have wisdom, to be able to minister to them and discernment, to be able to give them truth, um, that they would receive it, to be that light to them. So, Lord, I pray for a great awakening um, in our families. We pray for salvation would come. We pray for a great awakening in our community and in this nation because we know that Jesus Christ is our salvation and our hope, our only hope. So we just lift this up, and Lord, help us. Um, again, there, a time where it can be very difficult and painful uh, because of that separation. To give us the strength and comfort that we need and to have resolved to continue to pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen.
7: Amen. Thanks a so lot.
4: Thanks, Bianca. God bless you.
7: God bless you.
4: All right. Always good to hear from you. Let's go to Danny and Aurora. Danny? Hello.
3: This is Pastor Jeff. How
4: are you? Yeah, it is. Thanks for holding on.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you for answering my call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have a question. It's uh, interesting that uh, one of the, Rhonda, I guess, was previous co- before Bianca. But, um, you know, it's talking about people being in need. Um, and I serve a church here in Aurora, and, uh, you know, my church uh, unfortunately and maybe fortunately I don't know uh, every church is different I guess they don't really uh, give to people who aren't uh, you know uh, continuously being a part of the church and in mm-hmm. need uh, so essentially like our uh, what is it called like the uh, pantry or whatever it is uh, food
4: pantries for, and
3: right it's for people who actually attend the church, who are in right. need. Um, um, and so, anyway, we had uh, a family come to the church, not attend the church, um, um, you know, and they were for money. Um, and, you know, they had their reasoning and what was going on in their lives, the, the trouble, uh, the hardship that they're going through. And I guess my question is, you know, how do you know? I mean, what's the be helping
4: that person? Yeah, it's a good question. It really is, Danny, because it is a hard thing, and there's so many needs. We get so many calls and so many needs here um, at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I, I wish I we could help everyone. Um, benevolence when it comes to food, when it comes to Bills that need to be paid. There's there's all kinds of needs that are out here. Um, we do uh, have so much that we set aside. We we as a church we tithe. Um, we tithe ten percent. That's put into a missions fund. That is for outreach. It's for missions. It's for helping people out that have need. That's what that money is for. Unfortunately, uh, Danny. You know there there's limited resources that a church has, and um, but we want to be able to help out as much as we can. We start with those in the church, but also um, we are willing to help those outside the church as need, but it takes just a lot of discernment, um, a process mm-hmm. of asking questions. Unfortunately, there are those who will try to take advantage of the church um, right. We we don't give money. We don't give cash because I don't know if they're going to go down to the liquor store or they're going to buy drugs, right? Um, so there's real discernment. There's there's guidelines that every church has to come up with, and every church is different. That's one of the nice things about having a pantry, though, is that mm-hmm. you can give. Um, we've had you know those who give away coats, um, you know that uh, we support ministries like the World Food Bank, and and um, rather than trying to duplicate, they can do so much better than what we could, but there are churches right. that have the pantries and stuff like that. So it's really being called by God and what your resources are, what the Lord has put on the hearts of the people in the church to be able to help, and um, and just kind of go from there. I wish I had a, a nice patent answer for you, um, right, right. Danny, but it just... You want to help as many people, and you know we're just kind of open, uh, case by case basis. And um, but we also want to be wise because we know that there are those who just go from church to church week after week and trying to take advantage of the churches, and that's not good either. Um, right. So that's kind of where you're at with it, and it, it's just kind of a hard deal. And you got limited resources. So, at the end end of the month, this is how much we can give. You know, we give gift cards. We we help people outside the church, but we can't help everybody. And um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we're at.
3: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's understanding.
4: You know, Danny, one of the things that we do um, is uh, at the holidays. What we did on. Thanksgiving and Christmas. We have a couple that they help so many people in the community. They have a a ministry, but we gave away all kinds of food boxes to those, not only in the church, but those outside the church. A lot of people in the community came by. So there are things that we can do. So it's, I think, getting together, Danny, as a church and praying about it and where your resources are and then trusting the Lord in it that you're going to be able to help people.
3: Absolutely. I don't know if uh, that
4: helps. But, you know, after 25 years of ministry, I don't have all the answers to that. Um, It it really takes, again, wisdom and discernment and um, kind of case-by-case basis.
3: Right. I mean, how how do you effectively say no to somebody... (laughs) Who's in need, but not part of the church? You know, like, I mean, like, what's you know? I don't know. That's just yeah. It's super hard. It
4: is hard. It is super hard, and and sometimes I we go away, and you feel kind of bad. You feel guilty, and uh, you know, and sometimes what we found, like. You know, I've had people call and say, can you pay for my cable TV? Well, I'm not going to pay for a cable TV, you know? Right, right. Uh, um, So that's that's easy to be able to say well, no. Yeah. But, but those who, you know, perhaps need diapers or they're going hungry, you know, we only have so much resources. And um, yeah. there is other resources like the Well County Food Bank. So what we have is, you know, like for those who need a place to stay, you know, hotels are expensive. Um, and when they call and say, we need five nights here, well, that's five $600, whatever the case may be. So what we'll do is we have like, there's a couple uh, cold welder shelters that are available that they can go and stay. There's other ministries that really specialize in those things. So I think it's good as a church to be able to point them to those ministries that are specifically designed to help with homeless, help with food, help with uh, coats and clothing. So we have that information. If we can't help to be able to pass along, it, they can call them and hopefully get some help. Sound um, good?
3: Yeah, oh,
4: can you hear me? Yeah, you're kind of okay. hit and miss there. Yeah,
3: sorry about that. Yeah, and that's that yeah that's essentially what i told them i was like they have sh- shelters and uh you know because they're talking about losing their uh a the portion of their income so it's like well you know i can help you out now and you're going from church to church and but you know unfortunately nobody's going to be able to you know take you on and and like you know Take care of all your bills, you know. It's just uh, unless you know, right. maybe if because sometimes, the or something, you know, like
4: sometimes, Danny, you're talking about huge chunks of money, yeah. you know, um, you know, on rents and things like that, and so you want to be able to <clears throat> point them to where maybe they can get some help or whatever the case may right. be. But it's a hard okay. deal; it really is. Hey, can I pray for you and for your church? And yes, sir. Father, I do pray for Danny and his church as all churches are faced with this. We want to be able to reach out to those who, um, who have need. We want to be able to bless them. We want to be able to provide. Um, that's the heart of Jesus. And, and Lord, yet it takes discernment. It takes resources. It takes wisdom. So I pray that you be with Danny and his church as they deal with the same thing we deal with and um, just guide and direct in every way um, and, and those who have need. Uh, but even as Peter said, silver and gold they may not have, but we do have the gospel to give, and that's how we can ultimately help people to feed them the word of God and the truth of the gospel. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thanks, Pastor Jeff.
4: You bet. Thanks for calling, Danny.
3: All right. God bless you.
4: Okay, you too. All right. Let's, Michael, Michael, you there in Denver?
3: Pastor, hey. we only got a couple hey. of minutes. And we do.
4: We I, just I,
1: got I a minute.
3: I need I need prayer. <clears throat> okay. And I'm not asking for money or nothing. What I need is prayer for 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 uh, God's grace and mercy to cover me right now because I've, I'm approaching the end of the month. I've got things going on that. I won't go into detail about because we don't have time and it would sound too much like begging anyways. But I just need God's grace and mercy and I need prayer that I'm I'm walking in faith in God and His abilities to do as He's promised. So
4: Let's let's pray before we go after you. (laughs) Father, I pray for Michael. He has needs. He's been praying for this. I pray that you continue to just uh, encourage his heart, supply his needs. Lord, we' lift them up to you. You know what they are. and I just pray that you would do that. Um, Lord, I just pray for my brother who um, who needs you, Lord, right now, in that way, in every way. I pray that you would um, just guide him and direct him in that. and Lord, um, that as the end of the month is coming that he would see you in your your goodness and grace in that way so i lift up michael to you i just pray that more than anything that uh, he would just uh, sense your love and your presence in his life right now it's hard when um, you have uh, those needs that you worry about and anxiety or perhaps but even as philippians says that to let our request be known to god and to do it with thanksgiving and the peace of god that rules in our hearts and minds will be there. So I pray that for Michael. I just pray that you would do that for him. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks everybody for calling. Had a great show today. And we'll see you next time. God bless you.